Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Podcast, episode 90 and the final show of 2019 and in fact the current decade. Speaking of the latter, I took it upon myself to have a little look back across the last 10 years and our albums of the year top 10s and decided as the title of this podcast suggests to dedicate the final episode of 2019 to some of the records that we have loved and lauded over the past 10 years. So quite a feat, especially to condense into one show. I imagine this is going to be a pretty long episode. Um, But also bear in mind as we go through then that there will be probably many omissions here. Um, Also this week, I caught up with Lloyd Young, who runs London label Permanent Creeps Records, to reflect on a company founded in the current decade and how he is looking to 2020 to grow and develop and continue to navigate a pretty challenging industry. That is coming up in the usual slot later on, so do stay tuned for that. But first, I'm going to get straight in there with our albums of the year of the decade, as I've been calling it. Um, And how I'm going to work it is basically play a few songs, chat a bit about the albums that they live within. And by the end, we should, in theory, have traveled through 10 years of rough trade. Um, I'm also not going to necessarily go in chronological order and not necessarily play the number one from each year. So yeah, here we go. First up, winding it back to 2011, Josh T. Pearson topped our list that year with the stunningly beautiful Last of the Country Gentlemen. But another album that was unmissable that year was PJ Harvey and her brilliant record, Let England Shake, her eighth album released on Valentine's Day. It's a broader sound, no less feverish and closer to the bone and lives with you long after you've stopped playing it. So here is PJ Harvey and The Glorious Land, because glorious it is indeed.
2012 and Grimes topped our chart with third album Visions but a debut that captured the world and made a solid addition to our list was Frank Ocean and Channel Orange. So released in the summer of 2012 it's not your typical major label R&B record. It offers left turn after left turn from psychedelic soul to a politically charged track to something akin to a spaced out epic rock ballad. Um, This song takes me right back Um, I'm sure it will for you too this is Frank Ocean and Thinking About You A tornado flew around my room before you came excuse the mess it made it usually doesn't rain in Southern California much like Arizona my eyes don't shed tears but body but when I'm thinking about you no, 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 I've been thinking about you, you, no, 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 I've been thinking about you, do you think about me still, do you, do you, or do you not think so far ahead, cause I've been thinking about forever, You were cool enough to kick it Got a beach house I could sell you in Idaho Since you think I don't love you I just thought you were cute That's why I kiss you Got a fighter jet I don't get to fly it Though I'm lying down Thinking about you Oh no, no, no I've been thinking about you You no, no, no I've been thinking about you Do you think about me still? Do you, do you? Or do you not think so far? Forever. 
Yes, of course. I remember how could I forget how you feel. You know you were my first time. A new feel. It won't ever get old. Not in my soul. Not in my spirit. Keep it alive. We'll go down this road till it turns from color to black and white. into 2013 and John Grant's Pale Green Ghosts came in at our number one. He is an artist who captured our wild imagination and who has continued to be a huge star favourite ever since. But 2013 also gave us Parquet Courts' debut. Light Up Gold is a dynamic and diverse foray into the back alleys of the American DIY underground. They hail from New York City. Um, the band's bright guitars those groovy post-punk and robotic drums have gained them a legion of diehard fans, not to mention at Rough Trade, and inspired a real wave of young bands since. We bloody love them. So here is Parquet Courts, and you've got me wondering now.
2014, and if you made it through the year without encountering war on drugs' Lost in the Dream, then, well, where the hell were you? Uh, the band's third album, but the one that really, really put them on the map, I think. A huge, big, expansive, ambitious record that is just pure goosebump magic. It really is. Um, all the feels of this one. So, yeah, sit back. Here's War on Drugs and Burning.
one of my all-time favourite records, that album. It came in at a close second to Temples with their debut Sun Structures in our 2014 list. But on to 2015, which saw Father John Misty release I Love You Honey Bear, Wolf Alice burst onto the scene with My Love Is Cool, and Max Richter score The Incredible Sleep, a composition to dream to. But it was Björk that topped our list with Volnikura. However, a little below at number three was sitting a young woman from Australia who sometimes liked to sit and think then sometimes would just sit. Courtney Barnett's debut album drove itself into the hearts of so, so many, but none more than Rough Trade. In fact, we love Courtney so much, her second album made our 2018 list. But 2015 was the scene stealer with sharp-witted, melodic, heartfelt, funny, and oh-so-infectious songs, and a line that single-handedly saw sales of origami rocket the world over. So here is one from the brilliant Courtney, this is depression you said we should look out further i guess it wouldn't hurt us we don't have to be around all these coffee shops now we got that percolator never made a latte greater i'm saving 23 dollars a week Drive to a house in Preston We see police arresting A man with his hand in a bag How's that for first impressions? This place seems depressing It's a Californian bungalow in a cul-de-sac
Iggy Pop returned in 2016 with Post Pop Depression, our album of the year, but an appearance in our top 10 was also made by the wonderful Angel Olsen, one of her three Rough Trade albums of the year top 10 entries in the last 10 years. All Mirrors, of course, coming in at number three this year. The only other artist to appear three times since 2010 is The O.C.'s. Little fact there for you. Um, Angel's My Woman turned the raw power up a real big notch and delivered an exhilarating record of great, great strength. Um, yeah, I think this one says it all. This is Angel Olsen and Shut Up and Kiss Me. i 
Um, do I need to give more attitude or? 2017 saw more amazing debuts from Cigarettes After Sex and The Big Moon. Aldous Harding's sophomore Party was our album of the year, but another sophomore album would make a mark, particularly within our rough trade community. So Big Thief's capacity has has it all really cleverly introducing a gallery of multifaceted women and dealing with the complicated matters of identity it's a collection of songs thick with raw beauty and we are here for it even back then we knew this band were destined for even greater things and sure enough this year they've given us not one but two albums so without further ado here is big thief and shark smile Baby, take me to. 
And so we reached 2018, more Courtney, more VOCs, Idols gave us their incredible joy as an act of resistance and Richard Russell's Everything Is Recorded was an eclectic gem. Shame delivered our album of the year with the explosive songs of praise, but it has to be said, one band came out and put out an album that planted a seed within our staff, resulting in multiple end of the year listings. Krungbin Fever had swept stores. Uh, their sound rooted in the deepest waters of world music, infused with classic soul, dub and psychedelia. Contodo El Mundo was the album. Here is some of its grooviest grooves uh, that you could ever wish for. This is Krungbin and Maria Tambien. track i just love that time to break now for five to one the last show 
of the year, focusing on a label whose sights are firmly set on the next decade. I caught up with Lloyd, founder of Permanent Creeps. So, Lloyd, welcome to the Rough Trade Podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, this is actually the final show of 2019, believe it or not, episode 90, wow. which seems mammoth on a personal note. Um, but it is our traditionally our Christmas episode. Um, so happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And happy Christmas if you're listening. It is Christmas Eve. Um, so we're here to chat about Permanent Creeps, which is the label that you founded, or the company. Would we call it a company? Yeah, I guess because it's multifaceted or whatever it is, an overall thing. Multifaceted company that you founded in 2013, I think originally as a club night, is that right? Yeah. Um, But now it consists of a club night, a label, and also a bit of artist management. That's right, yeah. Um, I'm really keen to chat about the label side of things, at least initially. Um, So when did you kind of move or develop the club night into a label and what kind of prompted that? So I started managing Peep and Drexels in uh, in 2017, and they wanted to put out a song called The Goof. And uh, yeah, I decided to try and... Everyone else was doing it. I just thought, well, it can't be that hard to put out a song, one song, and then that... I thought that would be all I did, to be honest. But um, yeah, it kind of it kind of went from there. I got a band called Haze from that. Um, yeah. Uh, and quite quickly got... I think it was dips after that. It just kind of, within that space of like six months, bands started coming to me quite quickly. Okay. So, yeah. It so it was more like bands, like through the grapevine, hearing about what you were doing rather than you kind of going out and yeah, sourcing stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, a lot of it would come from the club night as well. So I'd keep booking just, you know, regular, regular nights. And yeah. I would tend to book nights of it got to the point where I was booking nights for bands that I knew in the back of my head I'd like to try and build a relationship there and put something out yeah and then was it just uh, pressing seven inches initially of these things or is it more no, of a digital, the, digital the, release yeah that's the kind of difficulty my label faces really where physical uh, is just so expensive and it's it's a different it's just a different different game completely so next year I'm actually doing my first proper physical vinyl releases but at the moment and so far I've only been able to stretch to digital releases and then all the muscle all the money goes into radio and you know that kind of stuff yeah but do you think I mean I see that as if I was starting out in a band I think that's probably one of the the things that maybe is quite hard to go head around you might be able to play the music and play gigs and stuff but then that next step of but how do I actually release this yeah. Do you feel like the, you come in at that point and really can widen that yeah, kind I mean, of boat for them? Bands tend to come to me and they don't, they often, it, it, it's not clear to them why I can't just put loads of money into pressing yeah. a vinyl run or something. But the st- where my, what the stage my label's at kind of matches the stage a band is at where it's not always necessary to, to do that, although I'd love to. What I want to do is kind of build strong foundations for a band and get their, maybe their first radio play, first major kind of accumulation of press and stuff like that, and 
from that, they tend to go onto another label that can maybe afford to do vinyl or something like that. Mm. But, but then that's that's the thing I'm trying to change now, where next year, hopefully, I can keep bands for a bit longer. And yeah, rather than being that like initial launch pad. Yeah, exactly. But I like being the launch pad as well. It's, yeah. it's nice being that being that label, or, you know, one of those labels that um, a lot of bands did their first kind of kind of breakthrough single on or something yeah like that. yeah what's been one of your favorite success stories since you started mm. that maybe a band's gone on to do something that's been really exciting i think there's a few bands um, bands like egyptian blue i did a song called to be felt and then after that they went on to yala and they've, they've kept on yeah obviously kept growing dits same thing i did two singles with them did um uh, dits for brighton band as well did seeking arrangement and gay boy they both just got a lot of traction, did well. They went on to kind of a, a bigger label. Um, mm. Who else? Hayes. You know, there's, there's there's quite a few of these bands. This year, um, Blue Bendy is one that kind of got a lot of attention for them. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's quite a few of these, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Blue Bendy played, I think, our most recent edition of Rough Trade Recommends. They did, yeah. In November. I saw that, yeah. And we've actually had a few people that you've worked with across uh, the months, across the years. So we've, I think we've had Hayes on there, as you said, Peeping Drexels, Dips we've had as well, Egyptian Blue have all featured, and actually yeah. Egyptian Blue are on our counterculture playlist nice. um, and released this year. So it's all kind of intertwined. Yeah, yeah. And it all starts, all has been started <laughs> with you, some might say, which is really, really exciting. Do you feel like small indie labels are getting... I don't know, I don't want to say more respect, but is there more awareness, would you say, for small indie labels now yeah. than maybe, I don't know, five years ago? Yeah, there's definitely, when you more, started? definitely more awareness. Um, it kind of, that's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because often, like, a place my label's in is where the reputation far, like, goes way beyond the actual resources. Yeah. So labels like mine, and there's, and there's quite a few, are able to take a band and get results from a single that may seem like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes but mm. it's actually just just me literally yeah. just me there's there's no help at all so that I might get decent radio one or six music or something those are really good press but then i've done all that myself so i don't know the awareness is there but it'd be good if the kind of support industry support was there as well and then I, yeah it's something i'm looking at right now how to kind of grow the label and you know yeah yeah do you feel that the industry is generally overall friendly or would you say it's pretty tough to navigate at times? <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to sound too depressing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, <laughs> it is really tough, yeah. It's, um, it's the, the more good things that happen, the more challenges you're faced with because then you, you, want, to, you want to take a step up. You want to use mm. the momentum and take a step up, but then you realise, well, there's no, there's no new money in the picture. There's no new kind of support there but yeah i've got opportunities that i could take but then i don't know is it worth the risk yeah and it must be so much like learning on the job there's so many mm. people i've spoken to who i don't know founded labels or came in early stages and they just said you cannot anticipate how difficult it is or how yeah many problems are gonna come up it's like it's like it's a, it's more than full time it's, it consumes your whole life and especially when you're doing something similar to what i'm doing which is when it's club night as well managing i managed three bands done about 20 28 releases managed three bands and then at least one night a month and i don't know something has to give somewhere so yeah i think the nights is something which even though it's what the, the foundations of permanent creeps are built on those club nights i think now it's maybe transitioning a little bit where i'm, I'm trying to pull that back only do 
nights that are really worthwhile rather than having a date and having to fill that. And, yeah, you know, so. yeah. But then it's, it's a shame because that's how you kind of keep your toe dipped in like ground level yeah. you know, activity yeah. in the scene. Stuff. The consistency and, yeah. and people expecting it. Yeah. yeah. Is it really competitive out there at the moment being a small label in terms of, I guess, the promotion, the PR, even just yeah, like yeah. finding bands to work with? Yeah, uh, especially with press and stuff because I'm... Just you. I'm just... But it, it's not just that. It's also the, the people I'm getting in touch with at, at magazines and so on. They've got so much to choose from and mm. if a PR person is getting in touch with them saying represent this you know do something on this band that magazine knows well they also represent this other really good band and they've got an album coming out next month so we've only got a little bit of space yeah I don't know that's just my opinion they, yeah. they, they'll say it's more diplomatic than that but yeah it's just sure. really hard to cut through your space yeah exactly you unless you're willing trying. to pay people and I can't pay people yeah <laughs> well that's what Rough Trade's here for in many elements that's what it's so great and what I love about my job is being able to showcase anyone irrelevant of budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's amazing because like that, the, the counterculture playlist and stuff, like yeah. half my releases have gone on there and it's, it's such a cool badge to have for a, for a band. Like, yeah. they're always, that's one of the things they're most happy about actually when they get that. Oh, awesome. That's so good to hear. It is just a nice way, I guess it's the best way we can showcase what is being favoured and played in our shops aside from you know the yep. traditional album or yep. anything that we might physically have in store so it's nice that we can incorporate all of that definitely thinking about competitiveness as well quickly just kind of, I think often I'm actually competing with myself because if I've crammed like three releases in a schedule for yeah. like a six week period which is stupid but it often has to happen because bands want stuff out at a certain time Yeah, I'm then having to think like sometimes they're competing for the same same press and same radio so I'm kind of literally my releases are competing against each other which oh, is strange no. <laughs> so you have to kind of choose out of your children which one you're going to put forward <laughs> <In a> way, <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah that must be really really tough um talking about you mentioned 2020 you're going to try and grow the label a bit what's kind of prompted that or is it just now is the time it's just yeah it's just time like I've got to somehow make use of the um or make the most of the kind of growing profile of the label so I've got the first, um, I think two of my releases, two EPs next year, I get in uh, vinyl runs from two different sources, really. One of them is partnered with this American company, like a vinyl club company. Um, and they're actually funding that whole thing, that whole individual campaign, which is amazing. Cool. Uh, and it will have a good kind of distribution in America as well, which is good. Um, and the other one is Football FC. Um, and I think my actual label distribution are going to maybe back that. Hopefully, otherwise this podcast will be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we can stop some uh, rough trade for whatever. Nice. I'm sure I'm sure that we can arrange that. Um, are there any other labels that you particularly look up to or admire or you think have done really cool things? Obviously, everybody's individual mm. in their output and the way they run things, but just as a fan, I suppose. Uh, my brain kind of goes to mush when I think about other labels but the, I guess the the obvious one for me because they're doing they're doing things in the way I like and they're in my kind of rough scene or selection of scenes the speedy underground obviously mm. but that it's just because it seems like an obvious choice but they're kind of I like to do stuff really quickly get it out and it's like a quick campaign grow the band's profile and yeah. it's just an exciting exciting identity around the label and around the band and around the, 
the the collaboration that's what i'd like to try and do as well and i think they're doing it really well yeah definitely i would 100 percent agree there but it's nice i suppose to see something being so successful that's kind of akin to what you're trying to do in that world rather than it being yeah it keeps me you know something huge hopeful. all the time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool um i'm gonna ask you to pick a track from your roster this year that we can play out with but before that i was gonna ask you about your favorite album of, album of this year mm, which um, is a tough question i know i've asked so many people this every show when i have people in i'm like what's your album of the year <laughs> kind of that um, post first of november onwards time yeah i think for the sake of for how it felt as just as one album you know every song blending together and feeling like a bit of a journey and all that i'd yeah. say fontaine's album yes. Yeah, That's, uh, <laughs> I, my life is about singles, so like my, yeah. I, it's, it's a shame really because I don't listen to anywhere near as many albums or even EPs as I should. Like my, all I listen to really primarily is individual songs that haven't gone online yet that I've yeah. sent through email. That's, yeah. that's all I listen to. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, I know we're kind of in this funny place in Rough Trade where it's obviously largely album, album yeah. focus, but. Tracks do not slip through the net either. We will love a good track. And although we, I and I categorically say this, never stream the music that you hear in our shop. We always play records or CDs. That's cool. Um, things like the counterculture playlist and also our counterculture comp obviously reflect that songs are hugely important in a band's journey as well to an album. So, yeah. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on and chatting to me. Oh, really excited you. about what you're going to be doing next year. I hope it all works out and you don't encounter teething issues like you do when you start a label but thank you very much it's all a learning process i guess isn't it yeah um actually i was going to ask would you have any advice for anyone who is thinking of starting a label um actually my advice is probably save up some money first because i started my label with when i owed money <laughs> like <laughs> you know personally it's just it, if I had just taken a job for like six months and saved all of that cash, it would have made such a difference. But I mean, in terms of the actual industry and the business side of it, advice, it would just be work with bands that you love. Don't pick stuff that you think, oh, this would be cool for the label or whatever, because inevitably it always kind of, you don't put the same, Yeah. you know, it yeah. doesn't quite work out. Um, so it has to be like a passion project as yeah, well. Yeah, you really have business. to be willing to put everything you've got into that campaign into that band into their success kind of thing otherwise yeah. it's all pointless yeah. yeah i think it makes for such a more rewarding job even yeah. through all the pain yeah <laughs> um and i can tell from that from you today thanks so so much for chatting um have a lovely christmas Andrew. and what song are we going to play out with um so might as well play the most recent single which was leather boy by cruelty lloyd thank you very very much thank you
So that was Cruelty. Huge thanks to Lloyd. And yeah, I can't wait to follow his journey into 2020 and beyond. Some real exciting things coming up for them, I am sure. If you want to find out more about Permanent Creeps, I've left the web linked in the show notes for you. So it should all be there to explore. So it's almost time to close out. I'm going to end on 2010. You might also have noticed 2019 is missing, but I think you have a pretty great sense of what this year has had to offer if not, rewind to episode 84 and our Albums of the Year special. So I just want to take this moment to thank every single person who has listened to our podcast this year. The reviews, the feedback online, even in person, people have come up to me in the shop. It's just been so, so amazing. And even scrolling back through the episodes, we have had some incredible guests this year. And it is yeah just such a privilege to be able to showcase so much music we will be back in 2020 but the podcast as it currently exists will be changing all will be revealed in january so please please do watch this space but now i have saved 2010 until the very end because it seems fitting to relive the beginning of the decade as we bid it a fond farewell our album of the year in 2010 was caribou and swim Intricate, layered, twisted and totally essential. This was an ambitious outing for Dan Snaith and boy, did it pay off. I also wanted to play this as, rather beautifully, we are expecting a new Caribou album in 2020 called Suddenly and it is up for pre-order now over at roughtrade.com. Incidentally, 2010 also gave us Tame Impala's Inner Speaker, a band who are also releasing a new album in 2020. So it just leaves me to say I've really enjoyed doing this I encourage you to all head over to our blog linked in the show notes to see our full list of our albums of the year of the past decade there is some amazing music in there amazing albums with of course amazing memories so if I didn't quite pick what you would choose to reflect your albums of the year of the decade then have a little look over there because I think there's something that speaks to everybody However you celebrate this time of year, have a really, really brilliant one. Happy New Year. Thank you so, so much for listening. And this is Caribou and Odessa. Bye.
Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.